0: Welcome to the Direct Snap Dad's podcast where we cover the best in football. And now your hosts, Tyson and Luke Randall. Hey everyone, welcome to the Direct Snap Dad's podcast. My name's Luke Randall and I am joined today by my brother Tyson. Tyson, how are you doing?
1: I am doing great, Luke. It's great to be here on the Direct Snap Dad's podcast.
0: Boom. We had quite a weekend.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we've we uh, had some great games in the divisional round this week. I've got to say, I I don't know if they were as exciting as last year's, but I still think they were pretty exciting this year. Yeah, um, and I lot- do
0: think uh, a good point was made on one of the podcasts that I listened to. They said, yes. Wild card week was fun. The divisional round was pretty predictable, kind of boring, but that should make for a great championship weekend.
1: Yeah, with what's happened in, in the games, it's, it's pretty awesome. The one and two seed of both conferences are, are playing, so it's <laughs> back to that anyone's game type thing. Uh, and, you know, either team, whoever steps up is, you know, they're, they're going to be making the Super Bowl because these are four great teams that are left.
0: I could not have predicted all the top seeds making it this year. I thought for sure there was going to be an upset this weekend.
1: Yeah, I, I was uh, I wasn't too surprised. Uh, minus I thought there would be at least one upset, but there wasn't. Uh, all the all the top home teams took home the took home the winnings at the end of each of these games. So
0: yeah. I am so tired of seeing the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. This is their eighth consecutive AFC Championship game. 13th in the Belichick Brady era and it is getting old sorry Patriots fans but uh you can keep sitting on your thrones over there because it's been too long but <laughs> here you are again somehow weaseling your way into the AFC championship you know I, I thought for sure they were not looking as good this year I thought it was the start of the demise and 41 year old <laughs> Brady and Belichick have brought them through again
1: Patriots fans are so funny like they act as if they did
0: something. Mm-hmm. They act
1: as though they won the games. They didn't. It's all yeah. Belichick, all Brady. It's funny.
0: They love to just, take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: funny to me. But
0: So that was what. the first game of the weekend. The Chargers came in feeling confident against the Patriots, but they just kind of lost their mojo. By halftime, it was 35-7, to and it was pretty much over at that point. 41-28 for the Patriots. The Chargers had a good run this year. Phillip Rivers is 0-8 against Tom Brady in his career, and that streak continued here on Saturday. A disappointing game for Los Angeles. Great effort by the Patriots. They definitely planned well for him, and Belichick made it happen again. So... Props to the Patriots. And as much as I personally hate to say it, here they are again. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, one one player who kind of stood out to me, like Brady, obviously, kind of ruled that game with how he played. But uh, Sonny Michelle, the running back for the Patriots, Mm
0: -hmm. 24
1: carries, 129 yards, three touchdowns. He was the Patriots are so systematic the way they attacked the chargers in that game. Like it seemed like every possession was just marched down the field running in to score. You know, it was, it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and I
0: thought that the chargers were going to give them a run for their money. It was seven, nothing. And then Keenan Allen caught that long pass making it seven, seven. They were in it in the very beginning, but it was over once they hit 14, seven, 21, seven, 28, seven, 35, seven. It was ugly. For Chargers oh, fans and a disappointing end to an otherwise great season um, I wasn't too surprised though I mean the
1: Patriots are, you know, they haven't lost at home all year so it, I, I just didn't think the Chargers would lose that bad they, they scored like two garbage time touchdowns so like they as close as it looked like 12 points down, you know, there, so. An ugly
0: ending and chargers fans. We are accustomed to this disappointment. We're hoping for better days in the future, but uh, Tyson, um, <laughs> let's take it over for a minute over to the Colts who came into Arrowhead this weekend. Uh, now I thought the Colts were going to come in and upset him. I just did not have a good feeling about the chiefs heading into this game. I was completely wrong. Mahomes was looking great. Uh, Andy Reid schemed very well against the Colts. And I don't know what happened to Andrew Luck and company. What were your thoughts on that? Cause coming into this, we were talking about how great luck's been and, and how he's been on a hot streak. What, what happened in this game? I,
1: I think it was the defense. The Colts defense was uh, you know, they were, coming in riding high they shut down the texans you know which made way for andrew luck to to really get out and play well uh the defense didn't even give him a chance and you know the colts had a few bad luck things go their way you know early in the game but i just don't think that defense came because the the chiefs jumped right out 17 nothing you know before the Colts even had a chance and the, the offense didn't even score. It was the special teams that got that first score for the Colts. So, you know, the, the offense and defense weren't really doing anything, but I think that the fact that the defense wasn't, you know, doing much, it was keeping the, the offense on the field where they, the, Colt, the chiefs offense on the field, to, you know, to where they were kept scoring points and stuff. So that, that's, that was what I thought. The Colts defense just didn't show up the way they did. The Chiefs ended up having like 433 total yards of offense. One of the best plays I think was that Tyreek Hill, 36-yard uh, touchdown pass catch. I don't know if you saw that. Uh,
0: oh, I, I didn't. I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, he like caught it over the shoulder and got right down there and scored the touchdown. I think that put it up like 24 to seven. Like the, you know, the Chiefs just owned them on offense so that which that is post- unusual
0: for the playoffs with the chiefs i was surprised that the chiefs stuck to their guns and made this happen i guess i just had a lack of faith in that team when it came to the postseason but they really made it happen today and the colts didn't stand a chance
1: <laughs> yeah and it's just that history there you know at arrowhead i think i think i read they're like they were like oh and six in the past like 20, 30 years in at Arrowhead in the playoffs. Wow. So like they, it's been a long, long time since they've won a, a playoff game at Arrowhead. So that,
0: that hopefully that'll give them some momentum heading in as they take on the Patriots. Cause I'm, I'm nervous seeing Belichick and them come into town because they <laughs> have owned not only the chargers, but they've owned the chiefs in the, in the playoffs as well as most of the regular season with the exception of the first game last year. Right, yeah.
1: And the you know the with the Patriots coming in, the Chiefs are going to really need to protect Mahomes. He they had a little scare there where he hurt his knee for a little bit. Had to go out for a second, but then he was able to come back in. Uh that that was probably a gave Chiefs fans a heart attack seeing Mahomes go out clutching his knee like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they they're really going to have to protect him cuz he's he's the X factor for them.
0: Now, is the Colts defense still pretty young? Is that a young defense? Have you looked at that roster?
1: Yeah, they've they've got a pretty young deep. That whole team's pretty young. Uh, they they've got a lot of a lot of good things to look forward to. They've got a pretty young team. Uh, they're up and coming. No one expected them to even get anywhere this year. They started one and five. Uh, I wouldn't feel too bad if I was a Colts fan uh, losing this game because uh, they've made it a lot farther than anyone expected. And then you, you know, you shouldn't feel too bad if you lose to the number one offense in football. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> That's true. And I felt there was a correlation in the AFC games between the defenses. The Chargers defense is also very young. Colts defense, very young. So these young defenses have time to grow. Nonetheless, a disappointing end to the Colts and Chargers season. Um, did you have any other notes, things that you noticed here on the AF site? did you have any other notes or anything that you noticed here on the afc side of things
1: well one thing i just wanted to say about the chiefs and colts is that that the the way that it was there the weather that's football weather that was pretty awesome mm-hmm. uh, uh, the you know they had to come in and remove some of the snow from the stands before the game but just the way it looked to me was that that was football weather you know not not too much uh, snow on the field but it was cold and, and icy that's January football I thought that was pretty pretty fun
0: now take us through uh, the NFC side of things uh, what, what were your observations here take us through the Cowboys and Rams first
1: yeah, so i will start with the Cowboys and Rams. The Rams ended up winning uh, 30 to 22, 30 to 22, and it wasn't even really as close as it looked. I mean, the Cowboys made a push in the second half, but the the Rams went into halftime it was like 20 to 7. The Rams kind of owned them up and down, especially in the running game. Uh between CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley, they had over 200 yards combined and three touchdowns. Um, that Dallas defense, I don't know what happened to them because they shut down the Seahawks running game so well in that, that wild card game. And then this game, the Rams just blew them up in the running game. It wasn't even, the, you know, the passing game the, the you know, the Cowboys have the line. They've got the linebackers, you know, they've got a good secondary, too. But usually teams can beat them in the passing game. Uh, the Rams destroyed them in the running game uh cj anderson was kind of my standout player he's 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 funny he he calls himself a fat kid running because he's he's a big guy (laughs) i think i think he played for the broncos a few years ago uh but he's you know he's kind of gone downhill a little bit but he had 23 carries 123 yards two touchdowns and he just kind of sealed the game in the end there with that last touchdown um and Todd Gurley ran the ball as well. That was one of my favorite plays from the game was Todd. Todd Gurley had a, uh, it was about a 35-yard run where it looked like they kind of tossed it out to C.J. Anderson and everyone was chasing him, but Gurley actually ran it up the middle. It was kind of a fake uh, that they ran and he just ran it all the way in. I It, it was just one of those plays where you're like, man, they're just killing him in the running game. <laughs> and, that, that, and on the flip side of that too, the, that, that's kind of how the Rams defense won the game too ezekiel elliott wasn't even a factor in this game he got like 47 total yards rushing like wow and he was the big he was the big player for the cowboys in the seahawks game you know he put up a ton of yards but the the rams defense shut him down so the cowboys didn't really even have a chance
0: that's the funny thing i see with analysts in the nfl i was listening to several analysts as these games were coming up and I I just remember one of them predicted all four road teams winning this weekend and all four home teams won, and I just got a (laughs) kick out of that. I remember them saying, I will take Zeke over Gurley any day. He is more reliable. (laughs) He's he's going to pound that Rams defense, and he's going to take it to the house several times. 28-21 Cowboys. No, yeah, (laughs) it just never happens. And yeah, it's unpredictable. But I've noticed a pattern in the NFL that week by week, if a player has a great week, there's a good chance that the team preparing for them after is going to look at that film and they're going to shut them down the following week. I feel like uh, the Rams took that bye week. Sean McVeigh and company really analyzed that and they put the clamp down on Zeke and company. So
1: Oh yeah. They they totally did. Dak had a decent game, but they kind of shut him down too. Um and it's funny that you mentioned the four home teams won. Uh what one home team actually lost.
0: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, you
1: no, I'm I'm totally kidding that 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 L.A. stadium was packed with Cowboys fans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for a minute I was like, "Wait a minute! Oh yeah, no L.A. is totally full of Cowboys fans this weekend."
1: (laughs) It was totally funny. Like that whole all the stands were just Cowboys fans, and they all went home (laughs) empty-handed.
0: Oh, that's funny. They all just had an empty, soulless trip to Los Angeles.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, moving on to the Saints and Eagles game uh the saints ended up winning 20 to 14 put an end to Nick Foles magic uh Drew Brees and company um that that trio on the saints Brees uh Kamara and Michael Thomas are you know they're they're going to be what what decides the fate of this team if those three play well i don't think any defense can really uh, sh- shut them down, especially cause like we've seen the, the Eagles defense. I feel like they were the, they were the best defense playing this weekend and they, uh, you know, the saints ended up winning. Um, I, I do got to say though, that the Eagles kind of came out to, to dominate. I was surprised they started out 14, nothing in the first quarter. They got an interception open on the opening drive and, uh, you know, everyone was kind of thinking, Oh, the Eagles are going to do it again. Um, but you got to give credit to that Mm -hmm. saints, to that saints defense, uh, the, after that first quarter, the saints defense showed up and kind of put the clamp down on that Eagles offense. They, they didn't score any more points the rest of the game. And then I, I can't remember what, what the number was, but they, their total yardage was less for like the less for the rest of the game, uh, besides that first quarter. So they got most of their yardage in the first quarter. Oh wow. So the Saints defense really stepped up kind of after the, the Eagles went out and kind of knocked them around a little bit. So props to them. I think that that uh, that's kind of what we talked about in the last podcast too was was the Saints
0: defense going to show up and they really did. That was the factor that turned the game and the Eagles I definitely thought we might be heading to see a rematch of the Super Bowl last year but that's not going to happen now. So congrats to the Saints. I was just watching a documentary called the timeline that NFL films does about the 2006 saints and that blocked punt against the Falcons and all the things leading up to that. The saints have a, a rough, but a pretty cool history too. And, um, I wish them the best, although I'm not really a saints fan, they're kind of a middle of the pack team for me. Yeah. One of the
1: big plays that mattered in this game. And I, you know, you you kind of feel for, for him, Alshon Jeffries, that last, uh, play where he you know the ball went right through his hands and the Saints intercepted it and kind of ended their comeback there right at the end
0: that was um, kind of a break for the Saints wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it was a break for the Saints and a heartbreaker for the Eagles oh yeah uh, <laughs> and that that was like the main meme I saw online today was <laughs> a picture of Alshon Jeffries and it says what was that I didn't quite catch that <laughs> can, can you repeat that i didn't quite catch that <laughs> uh, yeah. feel bad for him he he's he's positive being positive about it though i think like he was saying you know one catch doesn't or one missed catch doesn't define who he is as a player so
0: yeah that's a so good adaptation and one that you have to have as an nfl player you gotta protect that self-esteem and that ego you kind of have to have that warrior mentality and I was going to give a disclaimer beforehand that I actually did not get to watch any of these games this weekend, So, but I decided to tell it after we talked about it. You can kind of tell from my commentary that I was like, oh, yeah, I checked the score at church, and I checked the score once <laughs> <the weekend> again <laughs> when I got home, and here we were, but um, yeah, I, I didn't even get to watch the highlights. It's been a busy week for me. Here we are talking about the AFC and NFC championship games. Tyson, what are your initial thoughts? Take us through the Patriots heading into Arrowhead. My first thought on this, the Chiefs
1: need to fear the wrath of Brady. Like they, they really <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, need to take it seriously. <laughs> oh man, like did, I don't know if you heard Brady's post-game comments, but he's like, yeah, everyone thinks we're, we're terrible. Everyone thinks we're going to lose and we're not. Like, he's just, you know, he's he's the GOAT. He can say whatever he wants. And when Tom Brady's mad, the Patriots win. <laughs> They're still the Patriots. They're still, you know, one of the best teams in the league. So, And where Brady's got the experience on Mahomes, you know, Mahomes makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, he made a lot of mistakes earlier when they played the Patriots earlier in the season. Um, you know, so I think Brady's coming for it and the chiefs got to be on, on their a game to, to really stop the Patriots in this game.
0: Are you, uh, do you have a team that you're picking out of these two?
1: I do. I, I think the Patriots are going to win. I really do. I, I think the Patriots are mad. I think the chiefs are are running high from their win. It's not going to last. Uh, w- once the Patriots come to town, that's my thought anyway, but you know, it could go either way. The chiefs played really well. I think they did make more mistakes than the Patriots did. And they, they did play. I don't, I don't know. I think the, I think the chargers could have beaten that Colts team too. I think the Colts were, m- might've been the, you know, the,
0: the sixth seed. No, just kidding. right. Yeah. They, they, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I think the chiefs had the easier game. Even though the Patriots made it look easy, I think the Chargers were the better team there. So I, I really think the Chiefs are going to have to outplay the the Patriots up and down the field the whole game if they even want to have a chance to get to the and Super Bowl. I do want to
0: defend. I just want to take a moment to defend the Chargers. I know they had a disappointing end, but man, were they banged up towards the end of that? They had a rough. They had the roughest path to the Super Bowl if they were going to make it. You go through the Ravens, then the Patriots, then the Chiefs. That would have been a rough road to get and then play either the Rams or Saints in this. That would have been really rough on Melvin Gordon, who's already injured. And anyways, I'll get off the Chargers now. I am actually going to be picking the Patriots as well, but for different reasons. The reason I'm picking the Patriots is because I was one and three last week and I am on a losing streak. So if I pick the Patriots, then the Chiefs will win this weekend. So it's some reverse <laughs> psychology like you were doing with the Chargers, which worked for you, by the way. No, it didn't work. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I said that. I'm really tired. Anyways, <laughs> if I pick the Patriots, they're going to lose and I'm hoping that that works. So, I'm going with the Patriots as well, even though oh. I'm afraid I might actually be right, but this is one that I'll be kind of bummed out if I'm right.
1: Yeah, well, the world does revolve around you, so <laughs> pick the Patriots.
0: <laughs> yep, I that's exactly right. So, I'm going to I'm going to do the the world revolving around me. And, uh, hopefully that'll work. So <laughs> yeah. on the other side, we've got the Rams heading into new Orleans, a very, very difficult place to play. However, the Rams do have the weapons to do it. It's going to be, it might be a coin flip. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this?
1: I I really think it is a coin flip. I think the Rams after last week, they, they may be the better team. Uh, I think the Saints had the harder game. I think those Eagles, you know, didn't just play a physical game. It was a mental game, you know, Mm -hmm. because everyone knows Nick Foles magic, you know. So Mm -hmm. I I think the Saints had the harder game. uh, But the Rams surprised me. And I think they could surprise me again, um, especially with that running game, if they can figure out that Saints defense and, and, you know, do the same thing that they did to the Cowboys. Uh, It's going to, the Rams have a pretty good chance. They did play earlier in the season. I don't know if you remember that week nine, uh, the Rams lost to the saints in new Orleans, 45 to 35. It was a a shootout breeze. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jared Goff threw like seven combined touchdowns. It was, you know, it could go that way as well, you know, where it comes down to the quarterbacks dueling it out. But in this game, I'm going to pick the saints I think the home field advantage, I think that uh, that they've got that going for them. Saints defense is playing well right now, and they're going to shut down you know, either that passing game or that running game. But I could be wrong, but that's my thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a friend that says if the Saints go to the Super Bowl, they're going to start trying to have a baby, so... <laughs> we'll see welcome welcome to the world of babies if that's the case so i'm going to pick the saints just so i can have another friend join the world of parenthood find out what it's really about when that little baby hits you in the face and you're waking up every two hours this one's for you guys no i just kidding um <laughs> yeah. no i wish okay. you the best i do think the saints will win the game but i think it'll be close uh again i could be wrong because i do feel it's a coin flip but yeah i'm, I'm picking the saints
1: so apparently the world revolves around your friend for this game now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. The AFC so. revolves around me. The NFC is around my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I hope the Saints win, and we need more good dads like you out there, so I hope the Saints go for for your friend's sake too.
0: And the only team that I even care about winning the Super Bowl here is the Chiefs. I want to see the Chiefs do it out of these four teams. Everyone else has been there.
1: Out of all three of these matchups, I think the one that is most interesting to me, or or I guess I don't know if interesting is the word, but the one that seems the weirdest is Saints versus Chiefs.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, that is because
1: weird. the Rams and Patriots, that's like a, a classic. That was Brady's first Super Bowl win was against the Rams. Yeah. And then Rams and Chiefs, they had that um, amazing game this year. That would be a good one. And then Saints-Patriots has kind of been in my mind this whole time, you know, Breeze versus Brady. But the Saints and Chiefs, I haven't really talked about those two teams meeting up. I think that would be a really interesting uh Matchup and probably the ugliest uniform matchup
0: (laughs) in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, you put the Bengals against anyone, and then you have a troubling uniform matchup. But
1: (laughs) that last year, the Bengals played the Chiefs, and it seems like they—I don't think they both wore color rush, but someone was like bright orange, and the other one was bright red and yellow, and it was just so glaring. It was hideous. Oh
0: man, what (laughs) is that? Oh man! And the Saints and Chiefs is kind of a weird one. I don't know. I mean, I can kind of see it. It seems like on those big blocks and king size hits and that festival of funnies—is that what it was called? Our first videotape, uh, NFL films, yeah, festival of follies. Um, It seems like there was a Chiefs and Saints game that was played in a really rainy kind of atmosphere. Oh (laughs) yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and the
1: ball—it was like in slow motion. The balls uh-huh. bouncing around, with like the
0: What happened to that tape? I want to watch that again.
1: <laughs> I know. Th- I've been thinking about that one too. That's like the one I don't know where it is.
0: Yeah, it disappeared. So, if anyone out there has a festival of follies NFL <laughs> films, let us know. I'm gonna have to look it up after this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: What's well, naturally from. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry.
1: I was just gonna say. So naturally, from our picks, we it seems like we're both picking Patriots Saints to be the the Super Bowl matchup. Uh,
0: Unfortunately for me, I wasn't I wasn't that excited about that, but it but it'll be a good game.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes though. It could be the complete opposite: Rams and Chiefs, which would I I could totally go for that. I don't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, if if we can make. If we can prevent that from happening, we'll be happy campers. But here we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's our, our predictions. I, I, I think we're both going to say Patriots and Saints, that is the most likely scenario, albeit not my favorite. But I know you would be interested in that one. You were mentioning how you want to see Breeze versus Brady. Uh,
1: yeah, it would just be one of those games, you know, like classic quarterback duel that, you know, the old Manning versus Brady. Rival rivalry that we that we got so tired of, you know, this yeah. would be a, another one of those great quarterback matchups. I don't know. That's, that's what interests me about it. But so each week, uh, we feature a, a football card on our show and, uh, Luke and I grew up loving to collect football cards. Like we love to collect football cards. We'd get them for Christmas. Uh, we, you know, the Easter bunny would bring them
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, yeah, so we, we we would play with them. We'd line them up and kind of play uh, games with them sometimes, too. So uh, anyway, that's why we feature football cards on our shows, because we, we still have some of our old cards from when we were kids, and we like to, to talk about them a little bit. So this week is Luke's week. Uh, Luke brought a football card for us. So Luke, what do you got for us?
0: card I've got this week is very beat up, very used, very respected, and one of the first cards I ever had. And the card this week is... Ah! Steve Everett <laughs> from the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. I used to be so scared of this guy when I was a kid because he's got his teeth gnarled and the long hair and blood on his uniform. You remember this card? Uh, that, that card is so,
1: so <laughs> classic. It's making me laugh. Like he's got like spikes coming out of his pads almost. It seems yeah. like. like he's just the scariest guy he looks, I've ever he seen.
0: It's looks like a bulldog in a cage or something. It's really funny. He's, it's, and it's, it's trench talk anchors Cleveland's line with his sturdy run-blocking skills, intelligence and aggressiveness. Powerful and relentless. And then they give him ratings on the back. If you see, there's like Browns fans and they are holding up little signs that say 8.7 on his run-blocking, 9.3 on his pass-blocking and stuff like that. This is a classic card. I loved it. It's very bent, very used. Um, I used to look at this and be like, what a mean-looking guy. (laughs) kind of scared of him when I was a kid, but that's a card for this week. It's kind of a classic. <laughs> nice. Nice. And we'll
1: put that up on on the, the YouTube video so you guys can see how scary Steve Everett is. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, that'll be up on YouTube. So check this out. It'll be somewhere in the late twenties, early 30 minute mark. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So week by week we like to play this little game where each of us thinks of a number between one and ninety-nine and we present it to the other person, and I for example, I give Tyson a number, and then he thinks of the first NFL player that comes to mind when he hears or sees that number anywhere. So without further ado, uh, I will um, who's going first this week? I don't even know who went first last week.
1: <laughs> uh, I think I, you you gave me a number first last week, so I'll give you okay. I'll do the number first.
0: So it's my turn. Tyson, what do you got for me?
1: All right. The number I've got for you today, Luke, is 76.
0: 76? (laughs) Holy cow. For some reason, there's like a Steelers guy coming to mind that's number 76. But who is the guy that used to do that dance where he'd like, like weave his legs in and out like on a Festival of Funnies? Or Festival of Follies or whatever it was. He was, I mean, he might have been number seventy-seven. I can't remember his name, but there's a Steelers guy coming to mind. It's a tough number. I'm trying to think.
1: The yeah. classic a 76. Number. Of
0: course, I think of Sean, Sean Bradley in the NBA. But,
1: um you, you might you might be think you might be thinking of Mean Joe Green. He was seventy-five, I think.
0: That's not mean joe i was thinking of i'm trying to think oh i was thinking of 78 of the steel curtain what was his name uh white what was his last name yeah it... he was the one that always did that silly dance oh know? yeah
1: i know what you're talking about
0: yeah i don't know what it was that's who I thought. 76 let's see you know that's a tough one that's that is a tough one it's definitely a, a reserved for linemen Uh, Offensive or defensive, more so in the olden days. But
1: the first person I thought of was Orlando Pace. He He was was
0: 76. I thought he was 74.
1: He was, I think he was 75 when he played at Ohio State. 76
0: on the Rams. Yep. Or 76 on the Rams. I got to use Google for this. I'm trying to think of a definitive 76. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, it would have been Pace, but I, I guess I just, Forgot that Pace was 76 when he got to the NFL. See, NFL. Yeah, that's
1: that's a hard number though. He's like the that's only that's hard. Defense.
0: That's like 45 from a couple of weeks ago. Man, I think I'm gonna have to go with Orlando Pace then. I yeah, I just can't see anyone else that stands out to me. Wow, my my brain's got a complete blank on 76. I can't think <laughs> of anyone <laughs> other than Orlando Pace. That that'll be mine. You got me this week. You 45 me this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it happens. And a disclaimer to everyone listening, sometimes we'd say these numbers and we just draw a blank and there and there really is are numbers out there that no one really wears, you know, like no yeah. famous people at least, or people that we grew up watching or anything. So
0: very, very true. Well, uh, you're gonna have the complete opposite of seventy-six this week, because I've got a <laughs> I've got a number that there's a definitive NFL player that wears it, but I'm curious to see if there's anyone else who comes to your mind. Your number this week is 22.
1: 22, Emmett Smith.
0: Yep, that's, that's the given for sure.
1: Yeah, he immediately popped into my head. <laughs> so uh, is that who you had as well?
0: Yep. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, there's been 22s besides him, but no one – even close i think there was a was a tyrone drakeford or something on the on the uh 49ers back in 1994 who was number 22 but uh yeah, yeah besides here and there it seems like there was a denver broncos fullback or, or running back or something that was number 22 when they went to the super bowl or something
1: whoa wasn't that cj anderson the guy from who played well this week yeah yeah
0: oh cj anderson's from yeah from this year i i was thinking they had someone on their 97 team but i could be mistaken
1: oh yeah well yeah i'm sure they probably did
0: oh here he is von hebron
1: (laughs) okay yeah
0: that's 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 a deep track Yeah, so cut. I I bought a Drakeford and definitely Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is the definitive twenty two. Uh, I, I don't think there's a better one than the Emmett. No, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. A couple others I'm I'm seeing on here. Reggie Bush wore twenty two for the Dolphins. Matt Forte wow. wore twenty two for the Bears. So yeah, definitely a definitive
0: person on that one. Yeah, you got a good number this week, and then I got a bad one, seventy six. 76. <laughs> like what do you do with that? <laughs>
1: Right, yeah. Oh, man. So there's a couple ways our listeners can get in touch with us. We've got an e- an email address, uh, direct snap podcast at gmail dot com. Send us an email. Uh, I never check it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes. Excuse. Every time I, I, I log into Gmail, it shows up automatically for me. So.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I ch- I check it sometimes, but I haven't checked it at all this week. We so, haven't gotten
0: but, anything yet. <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: Come on, people, email us.
0: Maybe one day. <laughs> If you're yeah. listening, mom. Yeah. Just, <laughs> right.
1: Mom, dad, Alyssa.
0: <laughs> and our Twitter handle, the one with the two S's, uh, was that
1: at Dad Snap. So you can reach us on Twitter, you can message us or tweet to us at dad snap. We would love so, to hear from you.
0: Yeah, be sure to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And we will definitely be back next week with a preview of Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs>
1: yes and maybe we, we might even talk about the pro bowl if it's lucky enough
0: for a week. <laughs> Ooh, yeah nonetheless listeners thank you for joining us this week my name's luke i'm here with my brother tyson and we hope you guys have a wonderful week
1: thanks for joining us
0: folks we'll see ya.